the ski over on edge, it knows that you want to turn and it facilitates helping you turn. It takes a lot of the work out of it. At another counter in the rental shop on Mission Ridge, boots are getting attached to skis. Yeah, this is actually the marker speed point binding and the, the boot length actually corresponds to a certain number of millimeters in length and the binding also has that same millimeter so it will be all fitted up. With this particular binding, both the toe and heel move so that you're always centered right on the ski where you need to be. As opposed to some other bindings have a fixed toe and the, just the heel move. So. so the higher the number, the more force it takes to come out of the system. The lower the number, the less force it takes to come out of the system. So a beginner, you would want the skis to come out easily. Yes. Makes another adjustment in the back of the apparatus that's going to hold on the boot. Oh, perfect. Great time out there. And what's the last thing you gave him? Poles. Ski poles. The last thing he gets is? A ski ticket. A lift ticket. Have a great day. Thank you, Sarah. We will. You are listening to another Travel Radio International audio journey. We are 12 miles southwest of Wenatchee Valley, Washington at Mission Ridge Ski Resort. Mission Ridge is open from December to April for skiers and snowboarders, but not for what they affectionately call a footy, like me. Mark Millay, general manager of Mission Ridge, meets us outside the lodge where we board the lift for a 20-minute ride to the summit. We're going to be leaving the base area shortly and go to the top of Mission Ridge, the summit. Oh, how many feet up are we going to go? We're going to rise about 2,200 vertical feet. Ooh to an elevation of 6770. We're gonna board chair one, and that'll take us to mid-mountain, and then we're gonna board chair two, which will take us to the summit. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, are we ready to go? We are. Okay. How many lifts are here? We have four double chair lifts, and um, one rope toe in our beginner ski terrain. So, and I see people of all ages here, including little teeny kids, and they're really going to go up on these slopes, little four-year-olds? Yeah, the mountain is really uh, set up well for family skiing, includes all ages, and we have services to uh, accommodate all ages of people. And if somebody doesn't know how to ski, can they come here and learn? They sure can. We have a real nice ski and snowboard school, so they can learn either discipline. And we take kids down to four or five years old and all the way up to adults and seniors. The snow, we're walking down this slope and the snow, it just seems so nice and cultured. Did you do something to make it so flat? Well, what you're looking at is uh, a product of our grooming. And we have uh, snow cats that recondition the slopes every night. So it's a fresh start every day for the skiers and snowboarders. What happens if there's not enough snow? We're fortunate enough to have a uh, snow supplement in the form of snowmaking, and we have that on about 33 acres here at the mountain from the base area up to about the 5,200 foot elevation. So we can virtually guarantee that there will be snow on the lower half of the mountain. And how do you do that? We have what's called an air water system. It's a machinery that generates compressed air and then a water pump, and the uh, two are mixed together 
and it's like an underground sprinkling system out on the mountain where we've got hydrants stationed periodically on the trails. We hook up our uh, hydrant hoses and our snowmaking guns to it and with the valving we can control the amount of air and water mixed depending on the temperature and create snow much like Mother Nature does. So by creating snow, does that change anything, like, like the hydrology system that would be in place naturally? Well, it's really more of a zeroscape in that we are using water at the mountain and storing it in the form of snow on the mountain. And it will then again melt in the spring and summer and go back into the hydrology of the basin and uh, recharge itself. And then we'll do that again next year. So even if it's a drought year, you're actually holding in that water that would have been held in had it been a normal year. Snowmaking is a form of water storage for us, and we're on the arid side of the state with snowmaking.